Hello everyone, welcome back to Greg Talks. This is my season two premiere. I know it has been a long time since I've actually recorded an episode, but I just kind of wanted to give it a, um, a small break just to kind of recuperate and focus a little bit more on my studies at the time. Um, plus, um, the last episode I did was back in December, so I kind of wanted to um, end end it so I had more time to study and do finals stuff. But um, if you guys don't know me, my name is Gregory Cook Jr. I am a sophomore at Oakland University studying bioengineering currently. Well, technically I'm a junior now, but I was a sophomore. Um, and of course, uh, my beautiful co-host Aaron Jones will be joining me um, as we just kind of go over how the um, unfortunate situation with the pandemic has been affecting us and what we've been doing since we've had to leave campus as a result and what some of our future summer plans are, um, if we have any, or um, what we plan to do in the fall. So, Aaron, do you want to start or uh, am I good to go? I mean, you're already on a roll, so you might as well go for it. Okay, cool. So, um, I moved out of the dorms around the last week of March, specifically March 23rd, and originally I was um, going to stay all the way till April because I was kind of getting um, mixed communication on whether or not leaving was good to do or not because I was I was kind of of the opinion that if I went home um, I would potentially be putting my parents and my brother um, at risk of getting the virus so that's why I decided to stay um, up until I got a message that the school sent saying that um, everybody had to move out of the dorms like pretty much immediately because the situation was heavily uh, escalating so I went back home, and uh, since I, I think I got home around, um, yeah, like a day, same day, actually. Um, and as soon as I got home, I immediately kind of switched to taking online courses, which was a bit of an adjustment at first, but it wasn't, like, too hard to kind of get the hang of it. Um I think mainly because my, my teachers were all very um, supportive in the fact that they kind of took time to set things up as they needed to um, so that the students wouldn't be confused on anything we needed to prepare for finals or finishing up any last lab requirements or homework assignments. Uh, so I ended the year out pretty, pretty swell, I would say. Uh, I ended up doing well on all my finals. And since then, I've registered for the summer and the fall and next winter um, where I will be taking uh, some more uh, core classes and just kind of finishing up my gen eds that I still need to take. Um, speaking of my summer class, um, I'm currently enrolled in Intro to Industrial Engineering and Systems Engineering currently. Um, and that's going really well so far. I find it a very interesting class. So, I mean, for those of you who are, um, 
interested in industrial or systems engineering, if there is an intro class, um, you know, I think you will enjoy it quite heavily, especially if you're into like statistics and probability. Um, since then though, uh, the only thing I've been doing other than that, as far as extracurriculars go, is like watching anime, um, and by like watching anime, I mean mainly catching up the series that I've been kind of putting on the back burner for a while. Um, I got an opportunity to kind of f finish up Angel Beats, which is kind of like this show about, um, a guy who... Uh, dies and he ends up in this other world and stuff ensues um, but essentially it's very much a passing on and religious allegory kind of an anime so I finished that and then I also had time to like watch um, a few more shonen shows um, and I watched like a few live action and newer anime too that I've been really enjoying uh Live-action-wise, um, the Umbrella Academy, which is, like, this um, series based off of a comic book that Dark Horse published, um, is about, like, these... It's, like, a take on a superhero family, but it has, like, all the elements that, you know, Marvel and DC has with their heroes, so I found that a very interesting show, um, and I watched it twice, so that tells you already, you know, it has my stamp of approval... Um, and I think the only other thing I've been doing is, like, drawing and playing guitar, which I've been getting progressively better at. I would say more so in the drawing department and than in guitar, because guitar just takes a lot more time to get better at. Um, not that drawing doesn't, it's just, you know, drawing is different. Um, and yeah, I think... That's that's all I got. Um, Aaron, you can take it away from here now. <laughs> okay. So, just for the record, I think I've already stated that I'm not mathematically inclined, but I hate stats mm -hmm. and probability even more than I hate calculus. Oh. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Industrial engineering would not be my thing. And I love angel beats, even though it's really tragic. Is definitely very tragic. I mean, I did definitely almost teared up a little bit um, at the end there, which I didn't expect to. <laughs> so. I mean, how though? Like, not to give any spoilers, but it's just rough. Yeah, definitely is. Okay, so I moved out in the early part of March. So okay. have to shut down because the escalation of the coronavirus and the transmission rates mm -hmm. were really significant. So if there were any cases in Michigan, especially in Metro Detroit, then it just be an immediate shutdown. Yeah. What yep. <laughs> it took me like a full three days to move out. Three days? Yeah, three days. Oh. But it's hmm. not because I had a lot of stuff. It's just that it just happened like in a flash, and I had to get a lot of transportation rearranged. Oh, I see. Okay. And the minute they actually closed down the whole university, 
there was like a week lag for professors to get online. And I'm really happy that it didn't take you as long to adjust to this online stuff. Mm-hmm. But my profs were struggling. How, how so? Like, wh- it took two weeks mm-hmm. for um, my chem prof to get their exams done. We couldn't do lectures because her audio would glitch when she oh. would record for PowerPoint slides. Okay. And I just felt so bad for the people that couldn't do live lectures because that's what they were affiliated for. And most of my professors were old. Okay. So it took them a while to get acclimated with technology. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Um, older professors. Um, not, not, I'm not saying like they're not like capable because they they definitely like can navigate. They definitely are. But it just takes a little bit. yeah, so that's. I mean, I do hope that during the live lectures, like uh, students were kind of helping out <laughs> when the, when things were not working right. <laughs> so. My dude, for lab, it was a wreck. I am. So thankful that I only have to take the um, general labs at this point in my major. Mm-hmm. Because if I had to do anything like bio cultures or anything like that, I'm pretty sure the grading system would have just cut me off right on the mark. What do you mean by cut you off? So say like I had um, two worksheet assignments, and my dad was being graded. And the immediate cutoff date was like March 16th, because that's when everybody started to move back home when the coronavirus hit Michigan, right? Yep. So because I couldn't continue that bioculture specimen experiment, then they would have cut that grade off right then and there. Because mm. it is March, right? So it's the third month in that semester. So technically, half of it is done. So they can take that final grade. And then just put it on your report card and call it a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you were already, like, um, I would hope that you were doing, like, good in, in your courses, so you weren't, like, too concerned about what the cutoff was going to be. Uh, yeah. It was actually pretty cool how um, my chem lab, at least, they had everything online, and we just took the data from their online observations, and then just did paper analysis, turned it in, called it a day. Okay, cool. And, like, um, how'd you do on your finals? I know I asked you that before, but, you know, <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> so. I did really well on my finals. I was a bit stressed for time on some of them, because... Mm-hmm. Some of the professors just didn't know how to time each and every question to suit the general mass. Okay. But it was like, if you didn't know what you were doing, then you didn't know what you were doing. And if you had test anxiety, then you were screwed. <laughs> yeah, even though I don't, I don't know how you could, because it's not like, because you're at home. So I feel like testing anxiety would be, like, non-existent. Oh, no, no, but maybe I'm wrong. I've heard it described to me as um, if you ever just sit down 
and you stare at a piece of paper with words on it, mm -hmm. then it's literally a piece of paper with words on it. But the words, you're not comprehending them because you're focusing on other things. Even if the room was completely, um, it has white sound, mm -hmm. and there was just white walls and everything, you're focusing on other things but what you need to be focusing on. Okay. All right, yeah, I kind of I kind of see what you mean. I mean, yeah, cuz even when I was taking my, my finals, I mean, granted the anxiety was a lot lower because a lot of my professors allowed us to like use notes um on our finals. So, a lot of us did well just cuz of that, so we didn't have to worry about just going off the top um to like get the answers right. Um in the future, I don't know if that will be the case though. Um I kind of <laughs> I kind of hope uh, it won't because I do feel like, granted, it is nice um, to be able to use your answers on, like, tests and examinations, but at the same time, it is a bit of a crutch because um, how many people probably didn't know half the information, but since they were using their notes, um, they were essentially able to kind of skate by, you know. Not saying it's a bad thing, but... You know, it's not so much a test when you have the answers. That's true. So, you know, I know a lot of you would <laughs> disagree with me on that because, you know, if it comes down to it, though, you know, I'll I'll use notes to get a good grade because it's about the grade, um, which is. My professors would disagree. Hmm. My professors would disagree. How so? Because to me, like, if you don't have like a certain grade on a class, like it it holds you back. <laughs> so. so they say yeah. it's all about the comprehension of knowledge since everything well, at least in my course right now is basics everything stems off the basics so especially since most of my courses are a point based system mm -hmm. the, more, um, the more you understand things the more you're able to apply it and then the more points you obtain so it doesn't matter if you get a 50% on an exam because you could have cumulative points from homework and participation points to add in to that 50% of your exam to get an overall cumulative grade that satisfies your degree requirement. Yeah, I mean, I, I for sure agree with you on the whole comprehension and understanding because you, you need that to master any academic course. Um, but to me, I think like college kind of institutes this culture of you need um to get like a certain grade otherwise like you can't really get to the next stage in your education so it's not to say that I, i'm pretty sure yeah teachers always want to prioritize understanding and comprehension above all else um but at the same time you need the grade so oh, yeah. you, need the GPA. you need the gpa it just is what it is but um Aaron, continue uh, with your COVID <laughs> stories. <laughs> so. All right. Summer plans. I think that's where I was at. Mm -hmm. I signed up for two genetic electives to get rid of this summer. Okay. And I was accepted, or I applied to, and was um, offered a job. Okay. So I'm excited to get to that if 
the stay-at-home ban lifts in Michigan. So is it a um, like a normal part-time job, or is this like an internship or a research opportunity? It is, I'd, I'd like to say it's like, like a research, research opportunity. Okay. So there's a STEM um, camp that OU runs. Mm-hmm. And you get to observe how kids basically. Okay. And you get to um, modify the different modules that you get to um, create for these kids in order to, I guess, connect them to things that are going on right now in society's technology. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds intriguing to me. Um, yeah, so that definitely sounds like a research opportunity for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, I, I definitely hope that you get to do it and it doesn't get, like, affected by this just because I've seen, like, a lot of um, internships either get pushed back or they just have been canceled. Yeah. Yeah. But the two summer genetic courses I'm taking are just sociology and some Western culture civilization class that I have to get out of the way. Okay. Yeah, so I think... That's like a, a gen ed, right? Oh, yeah. It's the WCIP credit. Okay, yeah. All right. Two classes, okay. Oh, so are, um, are you taking any science or no? Like over the summer? Oh. Nope. Because I wasn't sure if it would impact the testing in the creation of the modules that I'd have to do in June. So I wanted to do the easy stuff and make sure that I wasn't too stimulating in order to focus on the job aspect. Okay, yeah. Good. That's smart. Because, um, uh, yeah, if you were enrolled, like, in a, a science course, it, it most likely would have... Well, actually, if you would have started, like, in May, it might not have, but... Yeah, I, I think you made the right call on that, though. I think it's better to just hold off on that till the fall. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, is there any, like, other extracurricular things you've been doing to kind of um, escape from all the negative news? <laughs> okay. So, you know that big lull, that big, like, month lull in April, where it felt like days were just going by so yeah, but, I mean, I've kind of been feeling that a little bit every day, so. I understand, I really do. Mm-hmm. So, I was looking at YouTube, and some YouTuber was going on about doing something new every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself that there were a couple of things that I wanted to get to know better, and some things that I wanted to do. So I started implementing doing something new every other day. So Okay. <laughs> every other day, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to just chill, like just lie on the couch and bask in the sun and whatnot. So I started learning how to um, braid my hair, um, different hair treatments, 
different nail polish designs. And I started learning how to cook. Oh, good. Okay, I knew how to cook before. Okay. But it was something more practical. Like how to properly set your plate. Oh, you mean more like uh, etiquette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and food design. Like how to make it look appealing. Ooh. Okay. I definitely, I've seen a few um, people from Oakland um, do a little bit of that, like as far as like um, set design with the food that they make and stuff. Um, Seriously? Yeah. This one uh, friend of mine on Snapchat definitely had like this platter of food that she set out. And if you saw it, like it looked amazing. Like it was very aesthetically pleasing to look at. So... Yeah, that's definitely cool. That's something kind of I need to learn how to do because I definitely think that could come in handy later on for certain situations. So, but yeah. Um, so, okay, you got uh, something every other day. Okay, so there's, uh, you said beauty, beauty things, cooking, etiquette, and what else? Well, I've been going down so, Smojo what? Nostalgia lane. Oh, nostalgia. Okay. <laughs> so, um, games that I used to play back in my childhood, like Tropica, Minecraft, looking at different cartoons, like Avatar The Last Airbender. That's always a good rewatch. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, studying for my next courses in the fall and winter, especially physics, because I hate Oh, you don't like it? Actually, you know what? I can understand why you don't like it. Because, frankly, <laughs> I mean, it is a very, very challenging class. So, you yeah. Have you it before? Uh, I mean, in high school. Like, not not in college. Um, you don't have to? No, I do. Like, I'm taking it in the uh, winter or the fall. Yeah. Is yours just standard physics or is it biophysics? Standard. But, um, yeah, because, I mean, but if it's anything like high school, it's definitely going to be tough, but I should pass it with a B pretty reasonably as long as I, like, work at it. But, yeah, okay, so, yeah, I think you're doing all the right things, though. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, bog yourself too down with studying for, like, future courses and things, you know, because I would just do over the basic overview of, like, what, um things you should already know before you take the class so yep that's basically it just the essentials yeah but okay so now i kind of wanted to um kind of talk and go into like our hobbies kind of a little bit because i mean i'll tell you right now i when i told when i told you like i've been like looking at a lot of shows and media like i've, I've seen several at this point though that um I could really go on and on about, but, um, what's a cartoon that you watched, like an old one that you watched? Now, when you say old, are we talking about, like, 1900s? No, oh, so when I mean old, um, like, 2000s, or 90s kind of old? Straight up, that's gotta be Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. You didn't watch anything else? Just that one? But it was more centralized towards anime than, like, 
TV okay. Yeah, I need. I haven't actually um, rewatched any Chowder in years. Um, I need to actually rewatch some full episodes because I really did enjoy it when it was on. <laughs> so. Mhm. But. Have you ever heard of? Mhm. Yeah, but I don't have a lot of fond memories of that show because it was like during the gross-out humor phase of cartoons. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, there were some good episodes, don't get me wrong, but it, um, I don't know, it's just like a lot of disturbing imagery from that show. Yeah, no, I, I, I think back then because we were so used to it um we just laughed because it's just something that was on a lot of cartoons we watched back during that time but uh i i definitely hold it up in high regard as one of the better cartoons though of my childhood it's not at the top though definitely not (laughs) um let's see uh well like i said i watched this live action show called the umbrella academy um let's see trying to think uh angel beats i watched that um but you haven't watched any of the cartoons hey arnold i've seen a few episodes of that that sounds so familiar you don't know hey arnold Mm -mm. Mm, okay so uh, hey arnold to put it in layman's terms is about um a kid from New York and the adventures he has with his friends pretty much yeah it's um it's a very unique kind of show but it's super simple and very slice of lifey so if you like that kind of stuff it's the show for you (laughs) so Uh, okay Mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. um I'm very familiar with that show, and it's one of my favorites, but I haven't been able to find or um, had access to the show to rewatch it, <laughs> so. I think I can give you a link that I believe. Is this like, like a pirate kind of thing? Nah, it's, um, it's sponsored by the network. I just can't remember... Hmm, that's fine. Just um, send it to me after this. But I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, um, dr- drawing. Um, so I've been getting into a lot of um, sketching of anatomy as of late, uh, just because I've been a little tired, frankly, of um, you know not having great drawing skills or being at the point where I think I should be. And it, it's one of those things that um, shouldn't matter to me very much as an artist because every artist must move at their own pace to get better. But um, for me, it's just, you know, I feel like I've been doing it for a long time. So I was like, let me actually focus on learning how the body works a little more uh, so I can actually draw characters that feel real. So, hmm? A little bit because I'm not going to be able to freely draw things as much as I get busier with classes and things and and work. So, 
Um, yeah, so right now I've been drawing like uh, the bones. Um, I've pretty much almost mastered the humerus. Um, and now I'm kind of moving more to figuring out the different um, ways to manipulate the ulna bone and the radius bone, uh, which I know you know about because you just took anatomy. So, yeah. Um, but it is really fun. And actually, um, for any of you guys who are interested in learning how to better properly draw anatomy, I would check out this artist's book. Um, his name is George Bridgman, um, and he has like a whole collection of drawings that focus on how the muscles and the bones interlock and um, how you can change the shape of them um, and simplify them to whatever like you're trying to do with your art. So yeah, um, but you probably want to know like some anime, I guess, that I've been watching, right, Aaron? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Dang. I don't know why this is so hard to think of shows. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever had this happen where you've just like watched a whole bunch of stuff, but yet when somebody asks you like, "What have you just watched?" you can't like recall any of the show's names. All the time. Yeah, you're it's like, really. You're talking. You're like so. You're so zealous about it, and then you get the main character's name, and you just. Yeah, because I've said Angel Beats already, but, like, I don't really want to go into it because I don't want to, like, spoil it, at least not in this episode. <laughs> um, I, but who who's your favorite character in, in Angel Beats? Uh, oh, God, that's not a nice question. Yeah, because I definitely, I don't think I have one. Because I liked everybody pretty much the same. So. I guess I like Yuri. Yuri, she was the the one with the not the pink hair, but the purple hair, kind of like yeah, a tomboy. Yeah. Okay. What did you like about her? She was just kind of. She wasn't a doormat, but she wasn't too. I felt like she was the normal play, and her whole backstory was tragic. Oh yeah, it's very tragic. Um, I'm not gonna get into it though, but like, it kind of felt a little bit out of place in that show. If you know what I mean? Because her backstory was so much darker than everybody else's. Else. I mean, granted. The main male character had a pretty dark story as well, but her story is just very horrific. So, yeah, that's that's why whenever I saw her character, I almost felt like you know it did it, it doesn't seem to fit in, but maybe that's just me. Um, I mean, I don't really get phased by gruesome stuff in anime because it's kind of um, par of the course when you've been watching anime for so long, especially if you're into like more seinen stuff. Um, but I mean, I was just saying that because like a lot of the other people's stories um, were also tragic, but they just were a lot less um, gory. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Uh, but, um, Aaron, like, have you, did you, um, you and your family, like, get that, uh, stimulus check? No, actually. We didn't qualify for it. You guys didn't qualify for it? Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah, I received mine, um, in the mail a few, about, no, actually, uh, a week ago. And I almost didn't think I was going to get it because um, I wasn't sure if I qualified for it or not, like my family. But then I remembered that I um, filed um, taxes as a dependent or as an independent um, a year ago. And because of that, I'm essentially considered like an independent living on my own. Um so because of that, I guess I qualified for it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't like the whole situation with that, how some, um, people that, um, are definitely eligible, haven't even gotten their check yet. And some people who don't think they are will sometimes get the check. So there's definitely a lot of miscommunication with that on like what the government is doing. Um, and I'm frankly a bit worried about those people who have already used the money that the government gave to them and like what they're, what they're going to live off of because, you know, there hasn't been a decision made on like if there'll be more stimulus checks in the future, um, if the COVID thing surges again. (laughs) So It's so interesting, I think, how Michigan's Yeah, March, I think it was like March 13th, something like that. It's when it started, here at least. It's already May. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, granted, it's only been two months, which is not like a lot of time, but yeah, it's been a while. So... Um, Yeah, everybody has been. Um, but also, Aaron, not to get into like politics or anything here, but um, are you like for people staying home or are you more along the lines of like you want things to reopen and people to like kind of go back to work and stuff? snow and stuff don't know where that's coming from but yeah 
Yeah, it's not really smart at all because, like, if you do go back and you do get sick, it's like, what then? You know, now you potentially, like, are going to be in the hospital, you know, depending on how your body reacts to the virus, or you're just going to be at home and you, you can't work, you know. So right. it's kind of like it's kind of like a no win situation here um, at the moment. So. But, I mean, I guess I'm still kind of glad that some things are reopening. Um, the only thing that I um, have an issue with is how businesses and companies are going to, to regulate the social distancing. Because, um, frankly, I don't think corporate companies or even small businesses are really going to do that great of a job enforcing it. I know they're going to try, but there's going to be people who just blatantly don't follow the rules. You know. Um, Me, um, I know there's drive throughs and fast foods. Mm -hmm. I don't think they have a problem supplying their employees with laptops and saying, like, stay home. But they're kind of stingy with their money. Mm -hmm. And the auto companies are... They've been qualified to open up since today, but they're not going to open until May 18th, most of them at least. Yeah. So I'm thinking like the stay at home thing and the social distancing is going to last as long as the governor would like it to. But I don't think it's hard to implement social distancing. It's just the temperament of the people. Yeah, no, it's about keeping the people in check basically yeah. you know like uh i know me and my uh one parent were discussing like how we thought it was just kind of crazy that uh protesters walked right up to the governor and weren't arrested for like having guns and uh nooses and any you know just a lot of things that um they really shouldn't be carrying up to the governor's office, really shouldn't be carrying around in general, um, willy-nilly, you know. But, uh, yeah. I mean, this is only, like, happening in Michigan. Just imagine how it is with other states and other countries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... Well, actually, I mean, I don't I don't know, but it, it may or may not be worse, like, in those places. Yeah, so. I have no idea. Nope. That's that's another thing. Um, I I do kind of wish there was more global communication, because um, as my pro, my one professor was saying, like this is an opportunity for the whole world to try to work together. Um, but I feel like at least America is still trying to isolate itself, like from the rest of the world. I'm, I'm not talking about like the doctors and scientists, because they're of course working together, which is really great. But the rest of us, though, are just really misinformed about what's going on in the world as far as how other people across the sea are being affected right now, at least, with everything that has happened. So. I've seen some articles saying that Spain has finally allowed people to get out and children are starting to play again in the streets. And something about France and how they're lifting things. So, I think things are getting better over there, especially in Italy, if you remember. Yeah. They were, like, the worst of the worst. 
Yeah, they were. Well, I thought. I yeah, that no, was Italy. Oh yeah, I haven't heard anything on um, R Russia, um, at all. <laughs> so I kind of wonder what. Yeah, that's a little concerning. Um, also, uh, I actually just remembered something that I watched, like a show that I watched. Um, so I did rewatch Kill a Kill, and really? yep, I rewatched the whole series with one of my parents, who was seeing it like for the first time. Um, so I definitely have some opinions on it, um, and I'm going to like spoil kill a kill only because it's one of those anime that i feel like is mainstream to the point that people just don't care about spoilers with this one but uh essentially when i was watching it um i was trying to see if i enjoyed it the same like i did um back in 2013 because i i was i watched kill a kill when it was airing like on the internet yeah. live so it doesn't hit quite the same but it also isn't like much lower than my initial reaction, you know. Okay. Like I think all the characters still are pretty timeless, uh, and they're still very entertaining. I think I definitely dislike Mako a lot more now, though, <laughs> because back then I don't even know if it's like a sub or dub thing. But regardless, Mako is just a distraction, and I know that's what she's meant to be. But she's just annoying, like too annoying. <laughs> so, I think it adds I think it adds to the experience, no doubt. And it, it's funny at times, but I think it just happens more and more frequently, to the point where it's just a little much. If you get what I mean by that. Yeah, um, I definitely liked Sagiyama more <laughs> on the second viewing. Um, I like Gamagori more. Um, I hated the music chick. Um, I, I forget her name, but that just constitutes her being very forgettable. Um, and the data science guy, like the hacker dude, um, he was just okay. Like he didn't really move up. <laughs> he just kind of he stayed where he was at. Um, Yeah, just kind of threw him to the wayside. Um, Satsuki, though, was way better than Ryuko. Sorry. Satsuki was just 10 out of 10, even more so on the second viewing. Because, like, every time she comes on screen, it is just amazing. Like, Ryuko, she, when she comes on screen, she's cool. But she's no Satsuki. Like, Satsuki just has this royal air about her that um it's kind of hard to explain to describe the feeling but when she comes on screen you feel she feels like she's above you like when you're watching her you kind of relegate yourself to being beneath her just just because she gives off that air about her that alpha air about her <laughs> so um ragio was just okay um mainly because I, I i realized that she's not that complex of a villain 
she's pretty much I'm going to commit evil for the sake of evil kind of villain and um, it's cool on a first watch if you are into that but on the second watch you realize you wish that there was more complexity to her and there's not so yeah I mean it is what it is there um Let's see, what other characters? Um, Nudis the Beach Show. Um, Nudis Beach was just okay. Like, I always liked them, but um, they're side characters, so, they, you know, yeah. they're just okay. No, they're, they're just there. Um, I do kind of wish they had a little more development, um, but I can't Read help but... Hmm? There's a manga to Kill a Kill. I I didn't think there was a manga. I I, I searched Kill a Kill for years. I don't I don't remember there being a manga. <laughs> no, I've never heard of there being a manga to this show. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think there is because the show is an uh, original anime. So. Yeah, a comic got kill, and that's another one. Um, I kind of want to rewatch that too. Um, because I watched that also when it was airing, and that was amazing as, as far as the anime goes. Um, the, manga the manga is better, but I don't know anything past where the anime ended. And it, to me, yeah, I, I know it, it, it's like a Soul Eater um, situation. Soul Eater, Soul Eater's ending isn't like bad, but it. But when you read the manga, the manga is way better. So, and I have read Soul Eater, and that actually, have you seen Soul Eater, Aaron? Yes, I have. Okay, so we're definitely going to talk about Soul Eater in a future episode, because I do want to get into that. Um, have you read the manga, though? I haven't read the whole thing, because I think it's just long. It's not that long, though. Yes, it is. It's only like a hundred chapters. It's <laughs> so, too long. Like, what do you consider long? Like manga wise, because wow, okay, because I mean, for me, long is like uh, well, One Piece or anything in that ballpark, like six hundred and above. <laughs> so I get bored real easily, and like is one of those anime that like you go for the adventure and like a little bit of the character development, and then you just it just drags. But not as bad as Fairy Tale. That's another thing. I haven't seen, I haven't read or really watched the um, fairy tale that much. I know what it is. Um, yeah, I know, and, I, and that's a shame because I know that series could have been a lot better than it is um, because of the, because because of the concept. But um, it is to me at least um, a Naruto ripoff. You could debate me on that, but I don't think a lot of people would disagree. Yeah, yeah, I, I know it's its own thing, and I know it differentiates itself as it gets further in to the story, um, but from just the get-go, it feels very Naruto-esque, so, and that's kind of where I have an issue, um, because, okay, unlike Fairy Tale, Bleach, for example, uh, which I also have been rewatching during this quarantine, um, that from the get-go is different. Like you don't, you can't compare any other show to that show because the main character, for one, is older. 
Um, that's one thing. And his motivation has nothing to do with getting stronger at all. <laughs> he only progresses to have the power to protect his friends. That's the only reason he progresses. If it weren't for there being evil monsters that were killing his friends and stuff, he probably wouldn't care, uh, honestly. Um, whereas in Fairy Tale, Natsu wants to get stronger. Like, that is his goal, is to become, like, the, the Dragon King or something like that. I haven't read it, but I'm, I'm assuming it's something like that. It, it, so. it differs. He, goes, like, he undergoes, like, this massive character Oh, he does? <laughs> Every time I see photos and videos of him, granted, I have not read the story, but um, he never acts very different. <laughs> so, then... it's, it's the maturity part. Because he's, like, really young, like Naruto. But, like, it, it just... There's levels, okay? There's levels. And this type of character development is long. Hmm. And oh. if you can't keep up with the main story, then you can't pick up on Okay. Alright. Uh, let me think. So, how has your family been doing through all this, like, quarantine? <laughs> Back to Corona. Um, they've been alright. Okay. A few ups and downs. A few ups and downs? Yeah, I would say... Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same here. I mean, the good thing is n none of us are sick, so that's the positive that's there. Really good to hear. Yeah. Oh, is anybody like on your end showing any symptoms or? Nope. Okay, that that's good. Yeah. No, hope not, because that's like a really scary thing too, because you don't know. But yeah. I, I also, like, was a bit, like, not too gung-ho about, like, going to the store to, like, shop and stuff. Like, to the... the Yeah, to the grocery store. Um, just because, like, I'm super paranoid on somebody accidentally touching me or something. Um, <laughs> now, like, I, I, I have gone. Like, I've started to actually go out of the house to the store now. Because That's things so. have started to um, get a little, yeah, calmer. But um, I'm still very much paranoid. That hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> so. No, I respect that. You want to protect yourself and your family. Nice. Yeah. Um. I, how about you? How have you been about like going outside um of your neighborhood? <laughs> so. <laughs> well, before you say the neighborhood part, I was gonna say that I always take walks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Why are people congregating on the sidewalk when the sidewalk is not that big? I know, but you don't have to, like, congregate on the sidewalk. Aren't there other places where you can just kind of go and talk? <laughs> so, like, I mean, other places in, in the na the neighborhood. Yeah, we can go congregate on sidewalk B. Okay. There, there's no parks or anything? Or... Oh, okay. I mean, the, there's, like, Shiawassee Park, and there's, like, National State Parks everywhere, but they're not the same. Okay, yeah. I haven't exactly been over where you live, so that's just lack of knowledge. But, um, like, over here, like, people also have been 
like congregating on sidewalks, um, stuff like that. And they've been also congregating at the at the park we have in the center of the cul-de-sac um, of our neighborhood. But you know, still they shouldn't be doing that because you know the more people are around, the higher the risk is for somebody contracting the virus. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I kind of wish they were they weren't doing that as much. But you know, I yeah, I still go out occasionally, and also I have to because um after this because I have to cut the grass so. <laughs> But I'm, I, you know, that's just something that has to be done, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty oh, sure you... can do it tonight? I can do it today or tomorrow, but it's got to be cut because, you know, it's it's been a week, so. Oh, dude. Then do you have any words to your audience? Um, you know, the only thing I would say is just, you know, keep washing your hands, keep implementing, like, or keep doing the uh, social distancing um, from people. Try to stay inside as much as possible. Um, continue to, you know, um, make sure you're just uh, getting proper exercise and, um, you know, have something to also take your mind off of all the, the negativity. I obviously know it can be very taxing on your mental health, but um, you just have to have hope that things will get better, and they will get better. Um, you just have to kind of like buy your time and uh, just make sure you're doing everything possible to keep you and your family safe. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, just you know. I'm just to add to that. Okay. <laughs> Yes, very much so. And make sure your environment is clean. -ish. Yeah, you know, don't don't be like a um a a clean aholic about it, but you know, just make <laughs> just make sure you know you're keeping everything sanitized to a respectable degree. Yes. <laughs> so. And like that means doing laundry at least every other week. Yeah. Yeah, it can't be and running up the water bill. <laughs> but. Whatever you guys do, don't be that one person that's always on their phone and is always updated with the coronavirus. Yeah. It's here. It's not going anywhere. But limit your media consumption. Like, go do stuff. Go, go be a human. Go read a book, <laughs> basically. <laughs> do yeah. something... Do something, anything other than being on a screen, essentially, and you know, and I, I can say that because honestly, even with this virus thing, I um, still could use a lot less screen time. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, I think we'll call that an episode. Um, thank you all for listening in to the season two premiere. Um, there isn't going to be a set schedule for future episodes. I mean, I hope to get them out um, every other week, um, if possible, if, if, me, if me and Aaron's schedule works out. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed, and um, this is Greg and Aaron 
signing off, and we'll see you when we see you. Take care and stay safe.